This is What's the Story? I'm Joe Painter here on thepeoplechronicles.com. Do save it. Make it a favorite. Make it your homepage and come visit us often. Visiting us uh, this afternoon is Deb Moore. And Deb Moore uh, has a journey, a multitude of journeys. So this is part two, and we learned... Of where you came to that tipping point. I guess we could call it a tipping point. There's a book about that. Um, and, and your tipping point was um, seeing, seeing the lack of dignity in people's lives after they sold their business, enjoyed successful careers, retired, and now you're supposed to go, ah, and they were feeling lost, a lack of identity because they identified themselves by their career. Is that a fair statement? Yes. Yeah, with a number of um, um, people that are out there, they look at, and so often we ask that question, as you said, mm-hmm. what, what is it that you do? And it leaves us in a mode of, well, how do I define myself? But I want to share this with you. Mm-hmm. This year, I had the pleasure of um, being on the Jersey Shore. We have an event down there every year called A Closer Walk. And um, for years, I didn't go to it because I said, what's the closer walk about? And they would say, youf. And I'd say, youf, youf? what's that? <laughs> I didn't know what youf was. Youf. But that is the Jersey word for youth. youth. It's a youf. It's a youth event. You get that, Joe. Okay. So I go to the youth event. And I'm there for, as we, you know, that I'm uh, doing a program in Atlantic City with Lifeway and Living Proof Live. See, we got to so, get back to that, but go ahead. What's yes, the youth event? But at this event, I was there. They said, Deb, would you come? Would you be uh, on a prayer team? Sure, I'll be there uh, for you. So we had amazing world-renowned groups that were there, 10th Avenue North and Jonathan Lee, who wrote songs, had had Dove Awards. Uh, Thousands of kids came to the shore. Now, 13 years ago, the, the uh, Maury's, Maury's Pier, looked out there and said, what if we had youth here enjoying things other than the rides? You know, yeah, get yeah, 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 some yeah. inspiration, some spirit-filled weekend. There are now well, well over 1,000 young people that come from multi-states, set up their tents for that's, this weekend. That's awesome. We had, um, when the... Uh, Brian Burgess was the person that spoke at this event. And in Christian faith, you have a call to, do you want hope? Do you want to find hope? These kids are out there today, um, and, and some of them are just very lost at opportunity. They don't have direction. And there are so much there are so many things I should say that get they get bombarded with television and selfies and these things that uh, are happening with um, technology. So here they are on the beach, just there to renew themselves, be with other. And Brian asked, "Does anyone need renewed hope? Come up here." These kids sprung up like. Uh, treasure out of the sand is the best way I can. Hundreds of children said they needed prayer, came forward. These these were young people. Identified children. Are these teenagers? Um, some of them were eight. Some oh, okay. of them were 18. Okay. Eight to 18. That type of span. These three young boys in the front uh, that were about that eight to uh, 14 in that uh, age span, there were so many we couldn't pray for them. And the speaker said, go find who you came with. Go find your leader. And I said, where's your leader? 
So we don't have one. They wandered into this event by themselves. They wandered into this event. They were walking up the beach. They said, there's someone over here that drove us here. I went over. I met this man. He works with these children in a county north of where we were. They're kids on the street. Mm. They're kids that don't have parents. They're kids from orphanages. They're the invisible kids. You do. We we don't. We think this is America. The homeless children are in Haiti and the Dominican. There's the invisible kids right in our neighborhoods. That's what I want to share with you at this segment because we talked about our country and the difference. And now here we are. uh, This isn't on foreign soil. This isn't in uh, Mm -hmm. some back village. Mm -hmm. This is in our country. These kids. Excuse me. They're under the boardwalk. Their parents are sleeping under the boardwalk if they have parents. Mm-hmm. And I went over, I talked with them, prayed with them. And after the prayer, I said, I want to tell you something, boys, because they were of a racial minority. And I said, I know a girl. And they would look at me, and they were looking at me like, what does she have to offer me? Mm-hmm. You know, where, look where she's coming from. Look where I'm coming from. And I said, I know a girl. She was 10 years old. Her dad was a World War II Vietnam veteran. She never really knew her dad. He came home, Purple Heart recipient, disabled. And he lived inebriated in um, his alcohol most of the time. And she was asked to write an essay by the veterans of foreign wars about citizenship. What does it mean? She wrote about how we're a country founded on God. She wrote about principles. She wrote about how we can be excellent and of character every day by doing good and kind deeds to others. And that little girl never had a college degree. That little girl never went to seminary. That little girl rose up, though, to be a business owner. She was an award-winning business owner, and she had lots of titles. But I want to tell you boys something today. What happened here and the hope you found in your heart is better than any title that you will get in a career or any place you ever go. You are equipped for life. Go live it in excellence. People will surround you. You have someone that brought you here. God sent you an angel. So, Joe, that is the hope that I want young people to understand whether they have parents they don't have parents we do live in the greatest country in this world we may not agree with all the leadership we may not agree with every political partner party that's out there but we do have partners and it's called loving one another Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there's a bit of um an oxymoron, I think, happening with kids and technology. And you said a couple of things here, Deb. You talked about the uh, children in the Dominican who had a ball and a stick and they were joyful and they were happy and they weren't grumbling. People who had nothing and they weren't grumbling. Here in America, we do tend to grumble a lot and, and we want iPods and we want PlayStation or whatever the latest fad is. And because that these things will make us happy and these things in this technology interestingly enough have made us hyper connected we can we are connected and can be connected to anything yet we're alone 
we are alone because in that connectivity, we've lost um, along the way the art of connecting like you and I are right now, connecting together. And so I'm not surprised that all of the youth showed up at these tents because maybe they wanted something more to take home from the shore than some saltwater taffy. Yes. Something that would last. Yes. And they probably didn't even know it when they wandered Mm -hmm. in. We wander a lot looking for something. So... Now I want to rewind a moment because after you sold your business, somewhere along the line, you went on a, you went on a mission, you wrote a book, Boomer's Peace, and you became a minister. Well, there again, it's just a title because uh, when, <laughs> when, when, when but, I mean, it's an interesting journey. And, and I think, I, I mean, for me, as I, as I listen to you, I'm reminded constantly my journey is dynamic and I may turn right or left yes. and reinvent yeah. at any point Isn't along it the fun? way. Isn't it fun? Yes. And you, you, you are an example of that. Yeah. So yeah. Well, life happens on the way to where we're going. Yes. That's a saying that we hear, but it is so true. And people that, that know me uh, or that knew me as business woman uh, and now see this new journey, it's the same person. Uh, it's just life is happening on the way to where I'm going. Well, we're busy and making plans. Yes. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, right, we have this vision, oh, this is where it's going to go. Well, guess what? Keep your heart open to directions. And that's what I was saying to those boys. Mm-hmm. Because uh, you mentioned about with uh, mergers and acquisitions, I'd have buyers that would come into me, uh, leaders of corporations. Mm-hmm. These were people that were making six digits a year. And... They'd come in to buy a business, and we'd go over their assets and and what they have saved. And I'll tell you what, Joe, they had all the toys. They had the boats, the cars, uh, refinanced their house several times for more boats and toys, vacations. But they had very little assets. They really couldn't afford to buy a business. So we, we squander a lot. You know, because we're, we're trying to fill up our lives with things. Is it because stuff. we're looking for something, in your yes, opinion? We're looking for something. Something is missing. We are blessed that we have this country where uh, we have all these great opportunities. But we really do have to keep an introspection of what is important to us. And if we fill ourselves up with all those things, too often we're missing out on really what it is. And all I tell people when they say, Deb... How is it you made that transition uh-huh. from business to minister? How is it? I say, live your life. Just go out there and do something for somebody, and you'll find your life finds you. All right, I'm going to ask you. When you decided to do that, when you made that decision, was it scary? Did you have some doubt? Were you a little nervous? Because you gave up a lot, a very successful business. I mean, let's be real. We have to pay our bills. So at some point, you go, wait a minute, I'm going to stop that paycheck. And I'm going to go do this. Well, Joe, you know that I am a bold, courageous <laughs> <Yes, you are. laughs> woman. And I was terrified. I will tell you, I was terrified. You I know, I feel better knowing sweats. that. Okay. Say, what did I do? You have to, I was, my husband, who is disabled it's a wonderful he had he's a wonderful uh former business executive and he is a wise wise man and um seven years into our marriage he lost his voice and he's a laryngectomy um but he's always been behind me and when it came to the point that i knew that i had to walk away from my business 
that business was our livelihood. You know, as so, so many small that's businesses a big were. Deal, Deb. It is a big deal. And he said, uh, "You might think." He said, "Well, uh, girl, I'm behind you. <laughs> Let's go, <laughs> Deb." He didn't. He said, "I never married a minister. What next?" <laughs> but oh my! But we worked through that because he knew, and he started seeing. He uh, thank God that. That, uh, he, you know, he trusted in me. He, mm-hmm. he trusted that um, he saw that in me for years, and he knew that God did have a different plan for us, and he's You so trusted in you as well. And, yes. and it, I mean, I'm, I really am glad to hear you were terrified. You would <laughs> yes. wake up with night sweats. Not that I'm, I'm <laughs> joyful over that, but it, it makes it seem more, okay, that is normal. And making a change like that is scary, but that yes. doesn't mean no. Yeah. There's, uh, sometimes we just have to do that afraid. Mm-hmm. If you ask our veterans, were they afraid on the battlefield? Our courageous, brave men will say, you bet I was afraid, but I did it afraid. Okay, I'm hearing another message here, and that's veterans and God and country, and this is the greatest country in the land. I want to hear more about that, and we'll hear that in the next part. This is What's the Story on the People Chronicles, thepeoplechronicles.com.